Welcome to Junior L's and Now What? Anime episode 183. For this episode, I'm going to focus on one of my top 10, might even be one of my top 5 favorite anime. It is called Black Clover. Unlike a lot of anime that I like that are either uh, contemporary, meaning like they take place here on Earth and are more or less in our timeline, or are an isekai, which is where you know a person ends up in another dimension world universe because they were either died and reincarnated or like in the case of Sword Art Online, uh, stuck in another like virtual world or something. Black Clover is uh, totally different from those. It takes place in an entirely different world and reality. Uh, it is not an isekai, at least it is as far as I know. Um, and all the characters in it are uh, unique to that particular world. Uh, same with the magic system. Um, this particular anime is, uh, is super awesome in so many different respects. Uh, the the general premise is the entire world revolves around magic specifically your ability and your capacity to use it and to use it to a certain degree so if you were born with a small amount of magic you're typically low in the totem pole if you are an upper class individual you are likely born with a great deal of magic and as far as i can tell those that are born with a certain degree of magic, their their capacity to use a lot or a little, uh, i.e. more powerful or less powerful, um, that typically doesn't change. Um, once you're born with an ability, that is your ability for life. Now, that doesn't mean your skill can't change, but that's kind of your capacity to use power. Now, in the show, as you're watching it, you'll learn that some people with lower power or capacity learn unique ways of using their abilities to make them be more useful or more powerful, if you will. Now, in the show, people who are born with magic usually are born with one element, wind, water, fire, or other variations of those. Their magic, when they hit a certain age, gets not really amplified, but maybe focused is a good word for it, when they get what's called a grimoire. Now, a grimoire is a, is a term used in a lot of fantasy uh, or in, in a lot of anime as well, where it's basically a book that contains magic. Usually it's magic words, but there's other variations of it as well. In this, the grimoires are... Uh, there's kind of an interesting, um, I don't know, history behind them because they seem to carry on from one generation to another and they seem to just simply exist. And then people, uh, when they turn of a certain age, obtain a grimoire and then it has magic spells in it. And as events in your life transpire, whether um, you're in deep crisis or deep need or deep study or something, the grimoire will add new spells to it that allows you to do even more than you could do before. And that doesn't mean that your training and uh, your unique ways of trying to use it don't make a difference. So going back to the beginning, the story revolves around two orphans. And one of those orphans... Uh, and I should also say that these orphans are raised in an orphanage or some church of sorts uh, that is in what's referred to as the outskirts of this particular kingdom. And uh, so it's poor. You know, they have just barely enough food to get by. And the one main character, his name's Asta, his unique thing, his, his characteristic or attribute about him that makes him unique or separate from everyone else in the story is he was born with zero magic. Not just a little, but zero. And so he has had to learn how to exist without magic in a world where magic is everything. Now, obviously, 
something changes. And that's true with any story that, like this where you have an anomalous character. Um, and in this particular situation, uh, without ruining anything, but I am ruining something by saying this, um, he obtains a special kind of grimoire. This grimoire is what they call a five-leaf clover. And out from this grimoire comes a sword when a need in his life happens. And this sword is basically anti-magic, meaning if somebody were to use magic on him, he could he could use this sword to deflect or, in other, word, in other words, defend himself from magic. Now, because his whole life he's had no magic, two things have happened to him. The first one is he has compensated for the lack of magic through physical effort, um, exercising, stamina. Uh, he has become, uh, they refer to him as a little man because he's kind of like Wolverine. If you've read the comics, not so much the movies, but if you've read the comics, he's actually quite short. Asta in this particular world is kind of in the same boat. Uh, he's, he's on the shorter side, but he's incredibly strong and rather cut, ripped, buff, however you want to define it, uh, from hard work because it was the only thing he could do to get by since he didn't have the magic. But the second thing that, that evolved in this is that he obtained an attribute. He gained, he earned, he developed, he built, however you want to define it, an attribute of never giving up, which is a fundamental principle in life. Uh, we learn about that even in the Book of Mormon, especially when you're reading through the Second Nephi, you know, is baptism it? Um, and is anything supposed to take place after baptism? And the answer is yes, we've got to continue all the way to the end. We can't just stop once we've hit a certain milestone in life. And that's true with your career. That's true with anything and everything in your life. Well, that's one of the things that makes this anime so unique is that not only does Asta's attitude towards life of never giving up, regardless of the obstacles in front of him, whether, you know, his, his whole life revolves around his strength. And, you know, if he were to stop being able to use a limb, that doesn't stop him. He continues to march forward. And that doesn't mean he doesn't have hard times. That doesn't mean he doesn't have slumps. That doesn't even mean he doesn't have moments of despair. But he climbs out of those. The other thing is, is that he lifts other people up with him as he's going along. He has rivals, but he has rivals in what I would refer to as the right way. Uh, and I've talked a little bit about this before. In the world we live in, there's a lot of competition, whether it's between countries, people, um, in, in your company, in your, de in your department, at home, amongst siblings, between nations, you name it, there's competition. And what competition often leads to is a wall, a wall that's built up between the competitors. I am on team X and we are going to figure out the best possible way to defeat our opponents who are we are competing against, which is team Y. And team Y is doing the same thing. There's no collaboration, which at first would make sense when it comes to co competition. You think collaboration defeats competition. However, one of the things that I learned from a book, um, Ender's Shadow by Orson Scott Card, uh, the main character, Bean, said that uh, after they have competitions, both teams should come together and figure out what went wrong and what went right so that both teams could learn from it. You end up with a myopic point of view if you're never bringing in the other side. Well, this is how Asta is. Uh, and I think this is kind of a refreshing outlook is when he is competing against people that are on his team or even on opposing teams, his goal is to lift him and them up along the way, which creates an incredible dichotomy of, of growth and respect. 
something our world is sorely lacking. Um, the art style in it is also pretty amazing, I think, and it varies and changes over time, but especially in the really big battles, um, a lot of times the the artist will go from the traditional art style to almost like a pencil sketch outline when things get super intense, which really amplifies what you're seeing, which is really, really neat. Uh, thus far, the show has run four seasons. Now, I use that term loosely because anime and seasons don't correlate. Uh, a lot of people use the word story arc. Um, it's got a lot of story arcs in it. Uh, when they release it on TV or on you know various uh, streaming services, they release it in seasons, but a lot of times it's half seasons. So I'm going to say it's four seasons. If you look it up on IMDb, that's how it lists it. And then on Netflix, they just released a movie, which was really well done. The other thing about this show that I really like is the music. The opening and closing credits for Black Clover are amazing. And and about every half season, they change the music. And honestly, I think it just gets better. I mean, some of my absolute favorite songs that I listen to are Japanese versions of some of these theme songs. It's amazing. And the actual opening credits themselves, like visually, sometimes they're incredibly stunning. I'm not saying they're never bad, but sometimes you combine that music with that visual and it is amazing to watch, um, especially the way they contrast the characters. They portray characteristics of some of the individuals in just the art style. All right, so that is my that is my piece on Black Clover. Um, like all anime, uh, there are certain elements of the show uh, that um, the artist tends to perhaps overemphasize sometimes in an unrealistic fashion, especially as it pertains to the fairer sex. Uh, but all in all, it is a pretty amazing show. Uh, one that for me has been well worth watching and I've enjoyed watching it with my family. In the immortal words of my youngest son, Superman, smile, be happy, and remember that you're worth it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>